0: Well, Yellow Brick, he's the horse that we're expecting a lot from. Uh, fly the flag for Queensland when he heads state. Who knows? He could end up in a Golden Eagle. Let's hope that's the case. Of course, the Silver Eagle may be his next stop after this week. Would on the weekend in Toowoomba, where he's going to start a short-priced favourite. He's a $20,000 buy. It's a good story, isn't it? He's only had 10 starts for six wins and four placings. As we know, that record should be better. Even Redina winning on the weekend in Sydney. He's just confirmed this horse's form because last start, yellow brick circumstances. Um, back on the 10th of June, he ran second to Redina in a dead set sprint home race. His first up records phenomenal. And joining us is Maddie Sears to tell us all about this particular horse.
1: Good morning. Good morning, Steve. How are you going? Good,
0: thank you. This must be very exciting for you because your dad won this race a few years ago with Choice Bro, but you weren't in a training partnership then.
1: No, we weren't in training partnership. I, um, I was working in an office. Um, I didn't really have much to do with the racehorses at all. Um, really, when Dad won the Wheatwood, I was actually about oh, six, seven hours away. Um, yeah, nowhere, nowhere even near the race. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I'm there front and centre this year and we have a bit of success.
0: So what, was your ta- what were your tasks back then?
1: Um, I worked for News Corp. Um, I was um, in a part, department called Custom Publishing, so I sold, put together um, all sorts of stuff for the Master Builders publications across Australia. Is that boring? Um, yeah, Yeah. it was boring compared to what <laughs> I do now. <laughs> so
0: tell me then how you became involved alongside your dad, that, that particular... Was it around the dinner table one night you discussed it? Tell us about that.
1: Um, yeah, so I was in a pretty, pretty ordinary place mentally, um, and I yeah things were just not great for me. And I moved, moved I wasn't living at home, and I moved back home um, and just said to mum and dad, "Can I just come help, help in the barns um, until I work out what I?" you know what I want to do I didn't I had no direction I was very very lost at this point in time um and yeah I started helping at the barns and I haven't looked back and it's yeah it's been the best decision I ever made in my life
0: how many years ago was that
1: um nearly five. uh yeah it's five years five yeah.
0: years and what's it like working alongside your dad who's just been with the horses for such a long time I mean you get on most of the time how would you describe your yeah. relationship with dad
1: Tony yeah, Dad and I, we've got a we've got an unbelievable um, working relationship. We work really, really well together. Um, yeah, it's it's quite cruisy. Um, obviously, you know, everyone, whether you're related or not, you have disagreements and that sort of stuff. Um, but Dad and I are really upfront with each other and say it how it is then and there and nothing sort of continues on. But I see myself as dad's apprentice and I couldn't ask for a better mentor in the career path that I've chosen to, to go down.
0: Yeah. Maddie, we've talked about mental health plenty of times on this program. There's been quite a few trainers, high profile ones that have opened up about it. Um, of course, Lee Friedman comes to mind and quite a few others as well. Um, you were saying that you got to a pretty, pretty dark place at, some, at one particular stage. Was there a catalyst for that?
1: Um I went through a really bad breakup um things turned really really nasty, and they dragged out for for quite some time um and yeah, it just basically tipped me over the edge and i was yeah i was in a I was in a really bad place mentally and sitting at a desk all day was just i was just eating myself and my own thoughts basically um and it was just a it was a really hard time that I was having and being away from my family um made it even harder and being in a job that, you know, I literally, you work on your own. Like I was in a team, but I was working basically on my own. Um, And yeah, it just, I just felt felt myself slipping into a really dark, dark place in a dark hole. Um, So yeah, I guess you could say, you know, since starting in the racing stable and stuff like that, it's turned my life around a lot. Um, And it's been a big, big positive um, come out of, come out of a very negative Yeah, and of course we had an
0: in-depth chat one day but that scary incident that was earlier this year wasn't it? when you're driving home and
1: you had yeah. to drive through the
0: gang of people there and they're shaking your car and so on. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah wild
0: well we want to know how the horse is did you sneak him down to brisbane for a jump out last week yellow brick
1: yeah yeah we did actually He, him and steady ready actually um went for a little trip down the range for a jump out and they both they both jumped out enormous. We couldn't have been any happier with how, how both boys went. Um, they're well and truly on song for a for a great performance this weekend, um, to say the least.
0: Yeah, Steady Ready is a good measuring stick as well. Tell us about Yellow Brick. Did he win the jump out?
1: Yeah, he did win the jump out. Um, they ended up only being three in it, which was a little bit tricky because we sort of – there originally was five or six in it, and then, there, yeah, there was a couple of scratching. So there only ended up being three in it. So – because um, he said to Jimmy, you know, it'd be nice if you could just pop him in behind one. Um, but he was just going way too good. So he ended up leading um, leading the jump out and he yeah ended up winning by about two lengths.
0: Okay. And of course, his previous jump out, which we uh, trial, which we got to see at Durban back in late August, he actually led that one. He just seemed to switch off a little bit late, didn't he, behind Cronenberg that day?
1: Yeah, he's sort of, you know, we think he's a better chaser um even though he has led previously you know be lovely to see him in the wheatwood sitting second or third very similar to how the king of the mountain was run um you know i think that's that's his how he sort of likes to travel you know second or third one off in you know in a bit of open air um but yeah we're we're really really happy with um yellow brick and he's Everything leading into the race has been super. He had a really good gallop on the course proper here on Tuesday with Breakfast at the Stars. So he's done, and I think we've got him, um, you know, perfect for a first-up assignment.
0: And it's been well talked about. His record should be better, shouldn't it?
1: yeah yeah but you know that's racing
0: yeah and you've got james orman on and he's got this perfect first up record you mentioned the king of the mountain when he won fresh back in december he was outside the stable mate steady ready they broke the record didn't they set new figures there is he in similar order
1: yeah i think honestly i think he's probably better um you know the horse has made natural improvement as you know you would expect you know he's a little bit older now um on his you know times and data and comparing you know exhibition gallops between, um, you know, because he always has a course proper exhibition gallop before his first up run, um, and you know going off that sort of stuff, he he does look to have to have improved um, in all in all avenues. So yeah, I think I think we're in for hopefully uh, a good weekend with the horse. All right,
0: so he did stretch his legs, didn't he, on a race day recently.
1: Yeah, he um here on Tuesday at the breakfast with the stars on the course
0: proper. Oh, okay. What did he run up? Did you put the clock on him at all?
1: Yeah, he ran up in the last two hundred and ten point
0: eight. Your dad always saying, keep your voice down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nilly, nearly nearly clock nearly seventy Ks an hour and his stride length's about eight meters.
0: Gee, that's exciting. I know Amelia's mm. jewel, That Simon Miller was telling us she can do a tick over seventy as well. Gee, that is moving.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It's low flying. And very... was James
0: on him on Tuesday?
1: Uh, no, Nozzy Thomasawa was on him, so okay. he's always done his um, exhibition gallops for us, um, and he was, yeah, Nozzy said he feels as, as, better, as, better, as good as he could.
0: So. All right. Well, last time he was first up at Sunny Coast, he was wide all the way without cover when he won the guineas, so yeah. um, that's Yellow Brick. He's got the 59, 58, hasn't he, on the weekend?
1: Yeah, 58, yeah, he'll yeah. carry.
0: Tell us about the plans beyond at this stage.
1: Um, so at this stage, all going well this weekend. Um, he'll have a week at home to get over the Wheatwood Run and then he'll head to Sydney on the following Sunday. Um, I head down on Sunday as well. So I'll, I leave early in the morning and he leaves at about 5 o'clock in the afternoon um, to go to Rose Hill where we'll be based for about five weeks. Um, and he goes the Silver Eagle into the Golden Eagle um, and then he's booked on a truck to come home um the day after the golden eagle
0: you've probably got magic millions in mind
1: yeah hopefully hopefully he'll come home and have a couple of weeks at universal um and then he'll go uh king of the mountain magic millions then have a nice big break how
0: exciting must that be for you because uh, silver eagles on everest day can you imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like and i dare yeah. say it'd be one of the favorites of course that's 1300 meters that silver eagle
1: yeah, I'm really I'm really excited. Everest, The Everest is a race that I've always wanted to, you know, I love sprinters, I love fast horses and being able to be there and watch it live will be one thing and then have our own horse racing um, on Everest Day, I think it's going to be very exciting.
0: Yeah, and then three weeks into the the, the Golden Eagle at $1,510 million. Yeah,
1: yeah I know, it's a, it's a big one, that's for sure. Oh, it's a
0: lot for a $20,000 horse, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, just a little... <laughs> little Queensland bred mission.
0: Well, as an older horse, what do you feel his he's best distance will be, Maddie?
1: Um, oh, he's won at a mile before. Angela Jones won on him. Um, oh, that's right. right. He when did too. Leading it, all yeah, the way, yeah. I think,
0: from memory. That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have no doubt with the distance. We actually think he's a 2,000-meter horse. Um, but, you know, with what's on offer as a four-year-old, we've sort of targeted that um you know as our priority but you know we do believe he's going to be a a 2000 meter horse
0: and the fascinating story where your partner was involved and your dad uh, when he was he's allergic allergic to penicillin this was during a gelding process wasn't it yeah
1: yeah yeah he yeah. went a bit yes. crazy yeah he did he had a reaction to it but you know it's never never affected him um ever since but yeah he's he's got a couple of little tales tales to tell what are yeah. some of the
0: others anything of note
1: Oh, well, my, my partner seems to be involved in all of them. It's quite a funny story <laughs> yeah. that he, um when he arrived home from the sales, dad said to his name's Jacob, he said to Jacob, Oh, you can buy 10% of him for two grand if you want. And he knocked it back, and I think it's his biggest mistake he's ever made in his life.
0: Jacob, please. Yeah, I know. What you That's you he goes.
1: He said, It makes me sick. I don't want to think about he it. He didn't
0: want to buy a jet ski or something, did he? Or fix up the car?
1: No, no he just said, Oh, no, because he just. It just, it just bought into a tried horse that we bought that ended up coming winning a few races. But, yeah, he said, oh, no, I've just bought into that one. And, yeah, it makes him sick thinking about it.
0: All right. So basically the family are involved, though, aren't they? Your mum and, and your dad in the ownership there with, with Mr. Wee.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're all, yeah, real yeah. family affair, really.
0: Yeah. And does, do you hear much from the owner there?
1: Yeah, yeah. We talk to, well, um, dad especially talks to Melvin a couple of times a day. He's one of um, one of dad's best friends. and. Um, I talk to him probably once once a week, if not once a fortnight. They're, they're unbelievable to train for. They're really, really great clients.
0: Well, good luck on the weekend. As I said, all putters will be over him like a of the measles on the weekend, Yellow Brick. Good luck, yes.
1: Maddie. <laughs> Thank you very much. See yeah. you later.
0: Thanks, Maddie Sears, giving us a great report on a very popular horse, Yellow Brick. And as I said on Saturday morning, the two horses that we were watching during the carnival. And I'm not talking about the European Company horses. The horses I would describe as progressive and exciting with a view to Queensland that we couldn't wait to see. Next prep were Tino. Well, we know it happened Saturday, and it wasn't James Orman's fault. I'm not blaming him one little bit for that. Um, it was just a situation. He was a box seat. Um, yeah, he could have led, sure, but that's hindsight. But he took the, there was a gap you could have driven a truck through. If you watch the, the stewards' footage, and it was the horse didn't really want to take the gap first time that way as well. And, and then the horse rolled in. Anyway, the rest is history. We know he's outstanding and should have won. And we're looking forward to seeing this horse on the weekend. Let's hope he has a, a clear passage all the way to the line. Uh, yellow Brick.